Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Craig of the Creek, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. And Alex Bonilla. Hola. Uh, today we are talking the November episodes of Craig of the Creek uh, that were, were up on the Cartoon Network app today, actually. So a uh, very quick turnaround here and uh, airing on TV next week, Monday to Thursday, four episodes um, for uh, this latest batch of Craig. They are Jextra, uh, Jextra, per- okay, I didn't realize this was terrestrial <laughs> instead of terrestrial. <laughs> I actually I thought it was yeah. Jextra Perestrial. I guess because it's JP. Okay, I just got that. Uh to the takeout. Wow. <laughs> take wow. I didn't get it either. It's JP so in the beginning of extraterrestrial. It's like ET but JP. Could have called it okay. Yeah, I get it. They uh, literally <laughs> do a go home joke in the in that episode. Okay? Still didn't click. Okay. <laughs> the takeout wow. mission. Dinner at the creek and Jessica's trail. Um, yes, the la- the latest four. These are on the Cartoon Network app and website now. If you want to check uh, check them out on demand as well, and then airing on Cartoon Network next week. Uh, so uh, check out our previous Craig of the Creek podcasts at OverlyAnimated.com. Search for Craig OverlyAnimated on iTunes, or we post our other podcasts on our YouTube YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. Uh, make sure you've seen these. We're getting into spoilers right away for all four of these and all previous episodes of Craig of the Creek. Uh, Michelle, what did you think of this latest batch of Craig episodes? Oh man. Okay, so I don't I hope this isn't a hot take, but I felt that there was one very strong episode and three amazing episodes. And I was What's super... the difference between a very strong episode and an amazing episode? <laughs> Amazing's like it hit it out of the park, amazing pacing, great characterization, memorable, wanna rewatch it like five times. Um, stand out and strong is like oh it was really good it was solid A plus or at least today. Okay, I'm glad that's we got the Mich- the Michelle scale down. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's the scale. So very very I, oh man, I, I especially the two middle ones. I just like can't wait to talk about them. Though they have slightly similar themes about food, they're wildly different in the things they focus on, but they're so good at it. And I was just I'm so happy. I mean, like like. I feel so redundant. Like, I feel like every time I say this, we always say this, but it's true. Like the show keeps getting better and getting more confident in its form and pushing out new characters and still making everything really interesting and engaging. It's just like so magical. I love it. And I love these episodes. They're very, very good. Nice. Okay. Starting go, go, coming in hot here from Michelle. Alex, what did you think of these four? I also really enjoyed all four of them. Uh, I think that, at least to me, the the takeout mission stands out as the one that I enjoyed watching the most. But, like, the first time I was enamored with it and the second time even more so. The other episodes, like, they're standard Craig of the Creek good. Like, they they just, they do all the things right with their main characters. They include some weird visuals that help to spice it up that they've been doing a lot more in these recent episodes. So that's interesting. Uh, Jessica's Trail does interesting stuff in following up on plots, which I guess or Mm -hmm. not, not, not plot, but like, I guess just like that. We're actually like following a through line here, so the, uh, that that's a, an interesting addition to the whole Craig of the Creek formula we've got going on. But yeah, all all of these episodes just feel right at home. It always feels like nice comfort food whenever new episodes come out. So I, I enjoyed all of them. Although I think that the takeout mission stands out as the best of this bunch. Yeah, comfort food because the two food related, right? That's <laughs> yes. Sure. Yes, sure. That's exactly why. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm less hyped than Michelle on these four. I thought that these were. <gasps> 
What? Good. I thought that these Explain. were good. These, they're good. Uh, basically, the, the I think it's maybe, uh, you know, we're like, oh, this is the best batch ever. I think I'll take last batch over this batch, mostly because there's no kid from 3030 or Helen episode in there. I, I feel like there's no super standout for me. Um, no top five episode. I love Takeout Mission. That's my favorite of the four as well. Mm. Um, but, you know, I'm not putting in my top five. And uh, my second favorite is Jessica's Trail uh, because it's doing interesting plot things that we haven't done before. Um, and then Jextra, Perestrial, and Dinner at the Creek are also pretty good. Um, there's things I like, things I'm not as crazy about, which we'll get into. Uh, overall, still, you know, it's very consistent, though. That's the thing. All four are, 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 are quite good, and we haven't had an average episode, I guess, in a while. Like, I think all these are, like, above whatever average is. So we haven't really had um, a, a down episode in, in, a, in a little while here. here. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, but yeah, Michelle, you said the two, the two middle ones. So takeout mission and dinner at the Creek. Yes. Okay. So we're, we all say so we all love takeout mission. So I guess we could start there and then we'll get into what you've seen dinner in the Creek as well. Dinner at the Creek. And the other two also have very notable elements, specifically one thing about Jextra Perestrial, which I assume we'll get into a lot about <laughs> his um, actual name. Yes. <laughs> JP. Yes. We'll yeah. Get okay. Wait, we, we already knew it was John Paul, didn't we? I didn't know. When did they uh, say we, that before? Pretty, we, we knew that. When? They've when used we... it a couple of times. Like Kelsey, I think, has called him John Paul yeah, a couple Kelsey of times when he's like angry at him. Yeah, that's not a that's not a revelation. The revelation oh, was that he's an alien. No, the revelation is that there's a girlfriend. That's the yes, real okay. That was what I was oh, referring yeah. to. Yeah. Okay. So um, take out. Like, what, eager to get inside. Let's get into take out mission because I think <laughs> probably the my favorite of the bunch. Pretty uh, standard. Uh, fair for the the plot here with um they they're they're getting food um and it's like a pretty simple well plot. Uh, no and that's kind of the amazing thing about this episode that it's such a simple idea like kids going out to get food and this is something that's very very relatable to like every kid at some point has to do this like hey you're the one who has to do the phone call because I'm busy doing stuff so you go do it and it's kind of it's scary at first and the 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 way that Craig of the Creek works is that it heightens everything to the perspective of the kids in this case the perspective of kelsey making everything so epic and like with the the quest and all that and then they also like incorporate like interesting animations to dive you into their perspective like i especially love the sequence where they're going on the crosswalk to get the the bill that crossed and it looks like the red sea is parting to like let them come yes. across and like that's like amazing animation in the middle of something that like otherwise is a very simple thing to do but it, it helps you to really get into the mindset of of the kids and make something as banal as getting food exciting to watch so i thought that was i was impressed by this episode just because of how, how much stuff it's doing in terms of making something interesting to watch and something that gets you invested in something as e- as easy as simple as this because it takes you back to like well there was a time in my life where like this would have felt epic nice i love, I love that exactly it's yeah. very relatable from from current or kid Bold. <laughs> Who likes calling people on the phone to order food? True. Who likes themselves and staring at a stranger? Or like, who likes, like, I loved, this is a small moment when, when JP's making the phone call. It's like, oh, no, abort. And he's like, oh, okay, thanks. That's fine. Like, who who doesn't do that once in a while? We're like, I don't want to make the person I'm calling for food feel bad. So I'll just say it's fine and go, even though it causes me great discomfort to do so. 
because causing them stress is too much of a burden that I'll just take that okay, on myself. Yes, yes. Like so much of those things are so relatable. Yes, our, it's our great. Social anxieties from being a kid have uh, pervaded into <laughs> <to> adulthood. <laughs> That's what we're saying. Yes. Yeah, I agree. With, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I love the the crosswalk uh, visual. That's the screen cap. That's like the one of the best setting visuals from the show. Like this that, this episode has no business being as gorgeous as it is. Take out because it's such it's so uh, simple uh, with the, with its plot. And like, Alex got into that. It's it's it uh, it's from a really grand scale from Kelsey's perspective. But that's my main thing. I think this is the best episode of the show for Kelsey's character. Um, like maybe there's better Kelsey's specific episodes. <laughs> I, mean, I agree with you, but, but I feel like yeah, I feel like we got a uh, perspective on Kelsey as a character in more depth than we have gotten previously. Um, starting with this like first uh, few minutes when we're in her room and stuff, that's uh, that really stood out to me. We meet. Uh, we, we've, we've seen Kelsey's dad, Neil, before, but we meet him in greater detail. And uh, he's uh, we see that he's uh, in on Kelsey's nightstick, basically. Um, mm-hmm. and, well, uh, I, I like that his dad is into it and, like, falls along. But, like, also we get to mention that her mom passed and that all yeah. these books uh, were hers. And she used to read her Say Goodnight, to, like, with actual nights. So, like, I, I almost wonder if it's, like, her dad, like, maybe her mom was also into this stuff. And maybe that's also why dad is also like trying to keep it up for Kelsey because you know it's like that's the connection that Kelsey has to her mom sort of thing it's just uh, like the little things they do to build up Kelsey's family helps a a lot with her character and just dad being like the nice balance of stern but also like handling kids the way kids should should be you know handled so like I I love I love Kelsey's dad and I wish we get more of him but I know we're not gonna get a lot of him but like I'm glad that he got this episode for him yeah, um, I think that's not a little thing. I think this is the biggest, uh, one of the biggest Kelsey backstory things we've gotten, uh, from the, for lear- we, le- we learned that her, her mom has uh, died. I don't think we knew that. And that, uh, basically the implication is that Kelsey's night obsession comes from, uh, comes from her mom. Like, it, it seems like the, her mom was into these books. So, and she, Kelsey started reading them and also got into it. So, um, like Kelsey's persona is, uh, is, comes, comes from her, for her mom, which I think is a, a big detail for the character. Um, and yeah, I agree. Her, maybe her dad was, uh, had a similar stick going on, uh, w- with his wife, <laughs> with, with his, with, with Kelsey. Like maybe it's like a constant, uh, night, night role playing <laughs> with everyone in, in the family. Like it was, it was, it was really incredible. Yeah. We got that, uh, casually dropped and, um, we, we spent, we do spend a lot of time with Neil, who's great and who's great with Kelsey. And, uh, they're, they're like scared of him at first. That was a great, like, kid thing, being scared of the parents. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then they go on this quest to uh, order dinner and then pick up the takeout. Another thing we learned, by the way, is ages. I don't know if we've gotten the ages of, oh, yeah. of the characters before. We, Kel- we still don't know JP. They cleverly <laughs> hid yeah. that from Ke- us. Ke- Kelsey is eight, Craig is nine, and <laughs> yep. JP is tall. Yeah, so. Exactly. The age of tall, the classic age. Yeah, and I, I went back and watched part of Sunday Clothes for the previous episode, and uh, they say in that JP is older than them. So, yeah, JP, something o- 10 or older. <laughs> Unclear. Yes. I assume he's not like over eleven. I assume, like right, like he's... yeah. Like I don't feel like he's hit puberty. Definitely. So he's gotta be like ten to twelve at the oldest. But I feel like yeah, ten to eleven probably. Yeah. Okay. We've never not not that big of a mystery. <laughs> he's the only one who's capable of doing an adult voice. So yeah, but, but he's, he's not convinced. <laughs> oh yeah, those kids pretending to be adults. 
Yeah, he was trying to he imitate. Would, uh, he was trying to imitate Neil specifically. I think. Um, yeah, the, I, I don't know if I. He says Neil and then a fake last name, but yeah. Anyway, um, or maybe that is his last name. Uh, I was a little confused by it, but um, yeah, we get their ages. That's a big, big moment. <laughs> We've hit this for thirty episodes, and um, uh, with the the drawer of uh, of dinner menus, I found that very relatable too. That's uh, yeah. I also had that. Yeah. Well, let's see, though, I, I our family kept the menus like magnet on the refrigerator, sort. That's thing, also a thing, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never really had a drawer. No, the drawer is a sacred drawer. Yeah, so I like, like that bit. Oh, uh, so like they get the get the towels, but not the good ones. That's another also related. Yeah, to clean to clean up the leak. Yeah, and uh, well, we get this bit with Craig. Craig doesn't care where they get dinner from, but then he does key these. Like, oh no, let's not do that. <laughs> we're we're continuing the Craig is a picky eater um, arc. This is a thing. Do you not like that? Uh, I mean, it's okay, but like, I'm more just like the consistent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm more just like the detail of the, the, your friend who's like, oh, I, you know, exactly. wherever, and then just is like, no, not that. Yeah, that's uh, also <laughs> yeah. maybe me sometimes. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's, it's definitely it's a real cool. thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, JP's ordering the food, and uh, they they're going to get the takeout, and um, about a lot of um. Yeah, very, very Kelsey perspective on this quest. Um, I like, uh, Kelsey knowing the roots and like, uh, the tree with the falling sticks, not in the, you're up to your old tricks tree. Like, I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then there's the splash and then the, the, yeah, the trash can shields for the splash was genius. I, I got a very hearty chuckle out of JP just flying up into the sky with some breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Poppins up. And then he's, then they just cut to him. For, he's there. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, wait, did he land somewhere else or did they like, I don't know. It kind of leaves it up in the air <laughs> to your imagination. Did he fly away or not? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he flew away and then they found him, right? Like, it's like, yeah, that's the yeah so he flew away and they but, found him in a separate place. But not, but not, yeah, but not. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess it's, yeah. I don't, he didn't fly away as much as the visual <laughs> made you believe at the very least. Um, but yeah, then they, they get this, they get the, uh, the dinner and they're setting the table and they have to make the rice. Um, what's up with this, uh, stove that turns on itself? Is this a thing? Yeah. No, JP is staring at it. I think it means there's a ghost in Kelsey's house. <laughs> no, is this? Are, are there stoves that just automatically turn on when you she place a pot on the stove? She's is that an adult ghost? I feel like there's a ghost in their house. For no, real, and that's not why a, it's not, a, not implying that there's a ghost. You're totally. Oh my god! Stove, it turned I'm, on I'm, by itself. JP stared at it like uncannily for a long beat. There definitely wasn't one of them. It was a ghost. <laughs> For sure. How else does the stove turn on by itself? That was a ghost. I am aware of stoves that automatically turn off. Yeah, I don't think I, 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 I just tried googling it and the, I, I got the off result. Yeah, but on. Hmm, okay, it's a ghost. How is this even up for discussion? Why would, off- what, what do you mean? How, how is this up for? How are you even <laughs> voicing this opinion that it's a ghost? <laughs> turn on by itself. That's a legitimate question. Why would they hold on JP staring at it? Because it's a, it's a it's joke. A, it's that a joke. JP is is amazed by technology. Yeah, right. I think it's supposed it's supposed to be a stove that senses that the pot's there, right? Like, yeah, but I didn't have. I I think, I think a ghost is way more plausible <laughs> than this newfounded stove. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll re- we'll be revisiting this ghost in the future, Michelle. Are you confident in that? I oh I absolutely. We're gonna find out more. It's Halloween episode next year. It's gonna happen. Okay. We'll be getting the ghost episode. So in we okay. were talking. Yeah. So the the stove is the Ouija. Okay. Um and. Uh, 
okay interesting um we'll, we'll let us know your thoughts on this ghost in the stove in the comments please we, want, we need to know about it yes. um the and kelsey's dad is happy with them at the end and get the smile um and uh yeah i don't know a really nice moment because we were, we were talking before about how it's great to see like their imagination especially from kelsey's perspective i really like the moment when they're like they're freaking out about like all oh, the food's all done and it looks so amazing and then you just cut to the dad coming mm-hmm. down and watching them over animatedly like freaking out about everything yeah. <laughs> what was, what was that oh what was that he freaks out and what and what's in what fashion Oh, no, 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 like when they're setting the no. table <laughs> okay, and there's all this like, pure <laughs> magic. Yeah. And he just sees them yeah. like over. I, yeah, it's, it's, oh, I can't Mich- see it. Michelle, you, you said that they were freaking out in an overly animated fashion. That, yeah, that's I think why. you're the first person that's unintentionally oh, referenced our podcast uh, title. Anyway, the point is, it's a great moment that grounds all this like extra situational stuff we've been seeing from their perspective in a reality that from an adult perspective makes what the kids are doing very charming and in a nice way childlike and i really appreciated that because we normally don't see things from adults perspectives and it, it made it like even cuter in a way to be like oh yeah look at them having fun at the table using their imaginations look how into it they are that's like precious and awesome yeah, I agree. That was that was really great to see because the show so often, as we've talked about, doesn't clue us in into the real perspective. Like we just see things from Craig and the kids' perspective, and and uh, it's kind of hard to tell what's uh, what's intended to be real and not. And over and uh, so it, it's cool to have those moments. I, I I like that better than always uh, not uh, commenting on the uh, object objectivity of like what's I I, I kind of like the the switch in perspectives a little more that we accomplish here yeah um, yeah okay so anything else from takeout mission I thought yeah I think a great start to finish here yeah very just very strong episode so many good moments yeah uh, I like that JP says I love you at the end of the phone call when he's panicking <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because when you're a kid, that's what you say to end phone calls to like. Yeah, uh, like, grandparents. Uh, how do yeah. I just make this up? Thank you. Goodbye. We'll pick it up. I love you. Yeah. It's just it was such good timing. Oh, uh, Kelsey has a chalice. Yeah, she has a chalice. Yeah. Oh, oh, and JP's oh, yeah. in uh, Kelsey's shirt when they because uh, his clothes are wet. <laughs> I like that, and it doesn't fit him. That's the other thing. Oh uh, yeah, he keeps trying to push it down. Yeah, he doesn't have a Kelsey body. Doesn't have a Kelsey body. Yeah, because it's her shirt. It's a weird way of saying that. Yeah. Okay. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't fit him. Yeah. Okay. He's uh, a much shorter statue, so the shirt's never going to fit him, right? Yeah. Is, uh, true. Okay. Uh, let's talk. I want to do de- uh, Jextra Perestrial next because we got to talk about okay. the the big event here. Um, <laughs> so we, the big gay event. The big gay event. Wink. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we we open the episode and uh, we see. Uh, well, first of all, JP has a dream that he was a Labrador. Um, Labradoodle. Labradoodle. Yes. Yeah, says Kelsey rollerblading and uh, then he gets hurt and uh, uh the the uh ten speeds were there, handlebarb was there, at least. Handlebarbs. Yeah, yeah handlebarbs there. And uh then he's hurt and we see Laura, JP's older sister, who we saw once before in Sunday clothes, and it's her girlfriend Kat as well. Yay. Yeah. Kat's cool. I like how they were all trying to impress Kat. When she complimented Kelsey on her sword, and then Craig's like, "Oh man, I should have brought my staff." Yeah, Kelsey liked that. Yeah, and I'm uh, a prey. Yeah, this was this was hype when we saw. I, we, yeah. I saw, was, saw the two minute preview on the app last night. So hype that. Oh, uh, you did. And, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and uh, they were in that. And yeah, what, what was your reaction, Michelle, seeing 
uh, that Laura has a girlfriend named Kat in this episode. I was so happy because it was so casual, you know? And that's the nice thing about Craig. It, it just, it, it's like, it's still such a nice surprise, but they treat it as so casual and normal and blase. And I love that. Because no one's going to make a big deal out of it in this universe. And that's how it should be. But it's also very validating. And they both looked really cute. And I'm really excited for their... It was like a creme brulee date observation. That's that's an amazing idea in of itself. It's just the whole thing is great. Yeah, so the reservation is at the International House of Brie. Um, A lot... Oh, is that... It's this a, is a very I, so it's an IHOB, similar to how IHOB is now burgers. So is it, it, so would, it would have been much better if they transitioned to Brie instead of burgers. You mean transition to? Oh, oh, well, oh, real, oh real, real IHOB. Okay, so you're saying yeah. that would have been a better business move for IHOB. Okay. Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, this this uh this I I love this this for these first two minutes so much with the this scene um because of how much we just learn about Laura and Kat's relationship very uh in ingrated into the scene of like tending to JP. Um you know, it's it's uh we don't ever we don't ever specifically state uh that they're girlfriends, but uh you we get to talk about their reservation and their dress They up. have a reservation together. That's all yeah. you need to know and to we, put two yeah. and two together. We also learn that they grew up together, um as with Kat. Yeah. And Laura's gonna drive uh Kat, Kat's like I should drive them. No, Laura's Laura's the one that's gonna drive. <laughs> yeah. Um Kat has road rage, which is also an amazing personality trait. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's this is uh it was great. They're they're both of their designs and uh just having a second queer couple in the show I think is fantastic. Um and uh they got to be friends with the witches, why aren't they? Oh, um, so. I guess they're well, are, are they older than the witches? Yeah. Like uh, how unclear how old they're. They I think they're are, because the, the, the witch the witches are about to go into college and yeah. uh, um uh, Laura, Laura is already a nurse in a hospital. Yeah, I mean she, she so. could, I mean she could have not gone to college, but she's probably in her 20s, yeah. Um Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh or I guess you probably you have to go to some form of college, but um yeah, it's uh I thought they were fantastic and uh that was like that was the hypest thing I feel like. That was my favorite. Even though I feel like the rest of this episode I'm not as crazy about this is this this beginning and is with uh Laura and Kat is is great and we need to see more of them. Um yes. Well, can I just like mention something bigger about the rest of the episode? I think the problem here is Jason. Why does Jason have to keep popping up into stories? He's yeah, not, let me let get back fun. to that in a sec. Get back to that. Oh, okay, we're, we're gonna... kind of a... Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I wasn't dismissing the episode. We're going to get into the rest of the episode. But a uh, okay. quick quick point about the uh, Lauren Cat, I will say. I, 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 did, I did really love it. Um, I... Uh, I, I, I'm not as crazy about the fact that we didn't uh, specifically comment on them dating. Um, I think that we also have not done this with the witches. And this is something that stands out to me that uh, it's not in the realm of quote unquote legitimate representation versus like what an anime does, which is uh, we, we call this anime gay casually, like uh, where there you have characters that are like really affectionate towards each other. And like, they're, they're clearly into each other, but they're never like uh, said, they never say they're queer or lesbians. They say that they're, uh, and they never say that they're dating. It's just like implied. Um, I think Craig is still in that realm uh, because we never, I think 
Break is better than a lot of the anime. I mean, because, like, this is clearly, if they have a reserve, like, it, it, there's no question in my mind that they're not a couple. And I feel like there is, like, a little more room for uncertainty with a lot of those anime couple, like, couples in quotation marks where it's like, yeah, oh, they're yeah. affectionate. I mean, they're, yeah, there's there's a scale. I, yeah, yeah I, I, I certainly agree that they've tried, they made it as clear as they could without labeling it, but I... From like a broad queer representation perspective, it is very important to be specific in these in these cases. Um, as like you need to like it's it's even more validating if they said they were they were gay or that they were dating. Um, I mean, I I don't know. I think context is important. I don't think you necessarily need to be so overt about saying like, yeah, my my girlfriend let us go to our reservation because we are in love and we do that together. I mean, that's what I was saying. It's like I like that it's kind of it's so natural and chill. They don't feel the need to be over. I feel like it really it just depends. And because this isn't the only example of queer representation in the show, even queer representation in this batch of episodes, I don't really it doesn't bother me as much as it might bother you, Dylan, because like I, I feel like it's it's doing a great job, and it doesn't feel like there's any uncertainty there, without them being verbally explicit about proving that the relationship is happening. Yeah, I mean, it's not about uh, it's not about the specific in episode couple of like it's 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 about the broader importance of this type of thing. I would say, um, you know, like it's 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 not uh, that they didn't do a great job here with with showing them be clearly being a couple. I do disagree that it, there's no way to naturally just say that they're dating. They could have just said, uh, "and this is my girlfriend, Cat," as opposed to just saying "Cat." Like you know, that's it's it, you can naturally work that in. I think a lot of people have this block in their mind where they think that you can't just naturally you can't you can't just uh, be explicit about um, relationships or people being gay without it being like forced or bad writing. Um, so I, I don't like those arguments and gets because it gets into that realm for me. It's like, oh, we have to like spend uh, five seasons until we actually like explicitly say people are dating or gay. But um, yeah, I mean, there's 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 the celebrity couple next episode. And that's actually like they mm-hmm. call them a couple. Mm-hmm. And that's like, exactly. like that's an that's an actual thing. So um this and not to be dismissive of Lauren Ken, like I loved the this. Uh but if the show wants to like chart itself, I feel like at least in how I view uh queer media and like covering all of these shows, like what's the most impactful is um like when Ruby and Sapphire get married and uh when and when they kiss and stuff. So uh you know, like it's 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 great that we get the witches, it's great that we have Lauren Cat here. Let's be more explicit about this. Um and I'm and also not necessarily assigning fault here because I know that this is not always uh something that's up to uh people making the show, right? So uh, it's just it's just like from the show overall perspective, I'm not, you know, I don't I don't know if this is like a, a huge track along the the queer representation uh progression, at least for me. Like I'd like to to get into some more uh detail here. Um, and it's also only been these side characters so far, which, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's, we can get into which, you know, obviously, cause the show is like 80% side characters, uh, in varying degrees, but we could, uh, bring Lauren Cat back, have a whole episode about them. Like we've done with the witches. We brought them back already. So I think that's, uh, there's some cool stuff we could do there. Okay. Um, we can, we can delve into more. Also potentially third queer couple. We'll see when we get to that episode. I have, I have thoughts on, uh, another, another pair of characters introduced later. Okay. So, um, the rest of, uh, Jextra Perestrial, we have, um, Ice Pops, first of all. Um, another, I feel like, uh, childhood nostalgic thing, uh, where we yes. dig into, uh, to the Ice Pops that you push up that you like, they're breaking it apart. I thought that was, uh, another thing that they captured pretty well. Um, and also another nostalgia thing is the uh, JP with his uh, right, ma- right, making his name with his hands. 
Um, that's that was uh, terrifying. Yeah, is that nostalgia? Like, does everyone as kids have very flexible joints? Because I don't remember that. So what's not that, necessarily having it yourself, but knowing a kid yes, who can yes. bend their arm or finger a certain way that freaks you out because it uh, feels unnatural feels very relevant to me. Yeah, that was that was it's knowing someone who's double jointed is what. Yeah, that, that was a lot. Yeah. Knowing someone, at least. Yeah, that that was a there's like I feel like double jointedness is something that was a huge point of discussion as a child, and it's not relevant at all <laughs> yeah. as an adult, right? So that's a, that's a perfect thing for the show. Um, JP is like the weird kid that's <laughs> can like bend his like finger and weird. That makes sense, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, so JP, the plot is JP thinks he's an alien, and um, oh, but I like Kelsey wanting him to be a vampire in the entire in the entire episode that comes up a few times um that's good um but uh, then they're like uh doing various things to um to like examine him and then they're like contacting uh with flashlights um and uh they have like the belly freckle star chart um and it, it, it looks like this constellation as long as you ignore all these ones in the center yeah, <laughs> yeah that was good that was a good line I, I think craig is uh Hot take. I think Craig is aware that he's being stupid for most of these episodes, uh, but he just ignores it because he likes having fun. That That's my interpretation of Craig's character in moments like this. Also in Kid, kid from 3030, he plays along with the kid in the beginning. Like He knows that he's uh, using his imagination. He just likes getting into it um, and setting aside um, more of his logical side. That's that uh, interpretation of Craig in these moments. Okay. Um, and, uh, we, okay. And also Tony, uh, Jason, Tony and Boris are here and, um, yeah, yeah I don't think they should be in this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alex D. Brown. Yeah. It just feels like a distraction. Like, uh, I don't know. Like it, it feels almost artificial, um, conflict that I don't care about. Like to, 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 they're just me- messing with JP's uh, quest for no reason. Yeah. A lot of Is my it because you have to because in the ET movie doesn't the government come and interfere? Aren't they supposed to represent that in an homage sense? Is that episodes, why they're there? the whole episode's an ET homage? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it kinda is, and that's why they're there. They're like, oh, they gotta be the essentially the government scientist people. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. But yeah, there's like somebody, it's either government or scientists, who come in and try to ruin everything and they fill that void for this version. Yeah, a lot of my criticisms from uh, Secret Book Club about the, uh, the episode being structured around the set plot that they want to tell apply to Jextraterrestrial as well. Um, it doesn't. It does not feel natural. The the story they're trying to tell. We have we have like a, a few like five second scenes with Tony, Jason, Tony, and Boris, and uh, it's it's like w- this is very weird that we're just randomly cutting to them at various points. Um, I mean, they, they were funny, especially uh, Boris. Uh, I, I would, I would goldfish are cute. So I like that. Um, I like Boris a lot. But... Boris would be a good boy if he could get away from the other two. That's my yeah. hot take. T- t- I think Jason. We've established all of them are in the in the, 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 the t- short red haired one. He's the one to watch out for. <laughs> I think wow, he's that's the f- most dangerous. Gin- ginger offensiveness. I feel like with uh, <laughs> I don't know. His wow! Name wow! Yet. <laughs> episodes from my knowledge uh, i don't know his name yet but he's the one to watch the 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 tea party episode i think established that they can be fine when on yeah when left to their own devices all of them they're they're fine but yeah i don't know what they're doing here they're doing camouflage that's okay and uh then uh culminates with jp uh i i'm an alien i can't get hurt and jumping uh uh, oh my god i was legit concerned because he jumped a pretty far distance 
Uh, and this is where Craig just like whispers, "Go home, JP." <laughs> this is a little, like, you know. but he falls yeah. and breaks his hand. Yeah, and uh, but he knows he's getting, like he finally broke a bone. Yeah, no, uh, I don't think he's his arm is broken in any other episode. Um, which no. Is, oh. Yeah, heals quick, I guess. Um, and then the 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 Mercer high five at the end, so they're both uh, double jointed uh, with Laura as well. Um, and yeah, yeah, just the general wrapping up of, hey, well, I know I called you weird and alien earlier, but you're actually like special, unique, and like I, I'm glad you're okay because you're my brother, sort of thing. So it's like another example of like the wholesome brother sister relationships that we get in the show. Same with like uh, Craig and Bernard that we've had in the past. Just like at the end of the day, like even with the age difference, like I still appreciate you and I'm uh, glad you're safe, sort of thing. That's yes. a good point. And also just the fact that JP takes it so literally. I feel like as kids, we in general would take things a lot more literally and not consider like, oh, she's just joking. She actually means this. Like, no, you say I'm not normal and I can't be human. That must mean I'm not. That's all there is to it. I feel like that's very reminiscent of, of kid logic also. Well, and also just like just the general at face value. Well, like the general, because JP in this show, like, it obviously does act as the weird one sometimes, but it's nice to, like, see him be, like, self aware about it. Like, oh, wait, I, yeah. I am weird. Why, why am I this way? And, like, that's a point that all of us get to at some point in our lives. Like, why don't I fit in with, nor- like, quote unquote, normal kids? Or, like, is there something wrong with me? And so, like, if someone provides you a reason like that and you're that young, it's like, well, maybe, maybe that's a reason because you just want something to explain why you are the way you are eventually in life you get to the point where there's not an easy way to explain that kind of stuff but at that age you're like you you're looking for something to to spell it out for you and some, sometimes you, you buy into the weird theories like this yes uh, and I, I think it relates back to also craig being really into they're, they're all larping they're all taking they're all being the most imaginative and the, the zaniest ideas and they're running with it so yeah i think that i think that all tracks um also last thing of note uh jp's mom mentioned a few times now and i don't think we have seen her yet so um on the lookout for for her popping up at some point um okay let's talk dinner at the creek um michelle you're a big fan what uh what are your favorite moments this episode um, everything to do with Bernard for one. <laughs> Bernard oh, and Alexis, man. the two of them. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait, are you tepid on Alexis here? Mostly, yeah, I not. have not written this to you guys, but I am very tepid on Alexis. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I, the total opposite fine. of this episode. I love Alexis and Bernard is like, eh. She's the best in this episode from what we've seen and well, she's what makes very you, what makes you tepid about Mark. alexis we need to dive into this <laughs> oh no we don't <laughs> she's fine i just think she's just kind of there and is chipper yes, and that's, that's kind of all she yes, does I, and bernard has actual characterization yeah, and that's I mean, that's why i like him She's a super minor character. Yeah. She, she's the babysitter's alliance elite. She's the, the what the sergeant at arms of the babysitters. Yeah. Yes. So interesting title. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. This is a great episode, though. So the thing is, Bernard and Craig. I kept wondering if they were going to have an episode to bond specifically. That hasn't happened yet, but. The dynamic they have throughout this episode actually feels a lot more true to life and realistic. And I love the fact that Bernard. 
he kind of loses his cool and blows up at Craig and then Craig storms off. Like that feels very relatable having an older sibling that you don't quite mesh with because you're in very different places in life and having that come to a boil every so often, like siblings get under your skin. And I mean, Craig's gotten mad at Jessica too and they make up and it's fine. But like, I, I just, I appreciate the show's willing to kind of have those sort of conflicts and not to just tie everything up neatly. Even, and, and to have Craig kind of come to terms realizing that Bernard didn't make a perfect meal either. But realizing, you know what? He's like trying his best. He's trying to do the adult thing. And he's the oldest. And like this is what he feels is his responsibility. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to be supportive to him for that. And he comes to that realization himself. Not because his mom told him to. And I think that distinction is really important. So I thought this was a great episode. And also the struggling to learn how to cook real things. Again, I, I relate, even though I'm not a child. <laughs> that's 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 our experience with this show in general. Yes, I relate, even though I'm not a child. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, uh, great, yeah, great sibling stuff with uh, Craig and Bernard. I agree. Um, yeah, getting into the the specific episode, uh, Craig's mom and dad leaving Bernard in charge. They're going to the Jelly Reunion tour. The hip prop comedian. Um, that was all good. Um, by the way, uh, Craig's mom um, has her uh, look, which she had at the end of Jessica's Trail. Um, after she got out of the salon, um, like she had her hair done. I don't think these episodes are aired in whatever the production order is. So that probably came after. Yeah. So the point, the point, yeah, point being Jessica's trail is supposed to be before dinner at the Greek. Mm -hmm. Um, that's pretty annoying, but, uh, yeah, she's, uh, important (laughs) continuity. Uh, continuity, yeah. Her, her hair. Yeah. Is she's like, she's, it might've been the same day as the, as Jessica's trail too. Cause, uh, the same thing. Her outfit looks similar. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's wearing the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, Craig and, uh, Alexis are eager to make the, risotto recipe from their favorite celebrity chef couple ash and ajin um it's a great couple activity they say and uh oh yeah yeah that was that was a great uh way to insert uh queer representation um in a quick way um which with ash and ajin that seems seems cool and i like i love that uh bernard and alexis are so into that um and uh bernard yeah bernard is being very eager with i agree with um <laughs> craig's dad and very very, very good looks like, he, he said something like it'll be like we're mom and dad for the yeah, night and, yeah. blushes, and then Dwayne's like hey don't like don't think about that too soon kids yeah also just like casually saying though. he loves her like uh several ways yeah. like, wow they're 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 here to stay it's- michelle Alexis is here I know, to stay. I'm not saying it's not great. I think they're very nice together. Yeah. I just have way more interest in Bernard as a character. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, and uh, Jessica's helping. The, um, they say umami a few times. And umami, like, pre- yeah. Pretentious teenager, yeah. <laughs> so, Bernard, very pretentious, obviously. And it was him, him being into umami <laughs> is, uh, is, is a good, yeah, good example. Of that. And uh, um, yeah, for, Craig- for us who aren't aware of Japanese words, what is umami? <laughs> Uh, it's like, it's like, there's the five taste things and the sixth is umami. I don't know. That's, I don't, I don't <laughs> okay. know that much. It's, like a t- it's a taste palette, I think is the, um, I'm, I'm not the person to ask about this, but yeah, it's, like, it's supposed to be a palette thing, uh, like of how things yeah. taste, like they're sweet, salty, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then umami. Yeah. I, like I thought it was like an ingredient he was using. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, uh. I think, I think, it's I think. A category of taste according to google yeah i think yeah. Like, this food will activate this uh, the sense of this taste yeah okay um not important and uh craig more important is craig yelling at alexis and then apologizing after we all we all love yeah that you was here. really good yeah, yeah i like that 
I thought that was a great moment for Lex. They're all like trying to be nice to her um, and be wel- welcoming to Bernard's uh, girlfriend. It's, it's good. Uh, and then we get this, the whole segment of Craig uh, finding he needs to make his own dinner. Um, wild man Craig. Uh, we well, get several sequences. Yeah. J- JP you- says he sounds handsome. <laughs> yeah. He sounds handsome. Such a good line. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Michelle, what's your, what is your reaction to wild man Craig? Oh, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> Oh, not that. That's not the. Oh, you, you said Bernard parts, but yeah, uh, yeah that was a particularly notable thing. Seeing like a buff future Craig. Um, yeah, he's like foraging. Uh, uh, and then we have uh, this. This episode. He's what? He crushes like a mound of salt in his bare yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah, I get. Yeah, the the spices. Yeah, it's good. And uh, this this episode is a lot of surrealist sequences. That's uh, one of them. Uh, with the this uh, well, wild man Craig. We also have uh, Kelsey's. Uh, plot to like integrate with the squirrels um that's oh, like animated oh, that's really weird the rails. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was yeah i will say in general um i think that this back-to-back with takeout mission which also had surreal sequences like the uh like the parting of the red sea um and uh it, it was a little bit much for me i think with the uh like uh exaggerated uh surrealist parts uh, the first time i watched i got a little tired of it second time it worked better um all of them I think in general it works better in takeout mission for reasons we stated there, like that we switch perspective and stuff. So we, we, uh, we see that these are surrealist sequences. And here, um, I think we're relying on it a little bit in, in the middle of the episode. Um, so that'd be, I guess, my criticism of this episode, but it's still good. Um, and, uh, J- daring JP to, to steal the nuts. And then he's attacked by squirrels and he says, Oh, bother, like Tigger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, was- he does. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and uh, oh, they get, then they go to a crab apple tree. This was another nostalgia hit for me. Um, crab mm-hmm. apples, yeah. Can you know, confirm this is they're a what thing you eat when you're Maryland. really, really hungry and you're walking well, home. I think you're supposed to eat the Last crab apples. Resort. That's what that's what I was told. You're not I supposed have. to eat them. You've eaten crab well, apples. There. Well, they grow on a tree and you're hungry and you're. Can you see them? And they look like cherries. Why wouldn't you try? They look like cherries. Just- I feel like it's summer camp. For the one time I went to summer camp, they like told us how to figure out which ones you could eat and which ones you couldn't. But I didn't remember, and I feel like after that, I never ate crab apples again. Yeah, well, JJ was allergic, and Pro- um, probably, but I don't remember what they tasted like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think okay. I don't remember ever trying that. Uh, the JP was allergic to them. Um, my favorite part of the episode might have been the aerial formation. My, um, mine too. I, I, I really like like Kelsey monologue, and then we just hard cut to him, her smashing her face <laughs> against the tree. Yeah, and then everything falls, and like, yay! Oh, that was a really uh, successful comedic moment. They played with the narration device that they've used, and they used it. They like kind of subvert it by having her crash immediately, and also it's like they're practicing formations too. I like that concept. They're like it's not ready. Um, and it was, but the, the, they get, they get the stuff. I thought that was very good. They're very fun. Um, and, uh, then Craig, Craig can't, uh, he's, he's down on himself cause he can't, uh, like, uh, take care of himself. We get another surrealist sequence speaking of this with the, uh, so you think you can take care of yourself. Um, Craig's, uh, anxieties manifested into this game show type thing where his parents are judging them for uh you know, bernard succeeded craig screwed up i think individually this is is good it was a lot a lot a lot a lot one after another in general but this is an int- it was definitely super interesting to have this in the episode here because it's not literally happening at all and immediately cuts to it the fact that it's not happening um it's more of like expectation versus reality we see the uh mm-hmm. this this what this craig's craig's uh, anxieties and then in reality bernard and um and alexis uh, screwed up the 
the risotto, and uh, then they resolve it by putting a bunch of cheese on top of it, um, which <laughs> makes it edible, which um, I relate to this a lot, yep. yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the this ending re- reminds me of, well, like Craig, is spe- we've compared Craig to Steven a couple of times, Steven Universe, and I feel like this ending especially is very similar to like the test uh, episode where like Steven oh, knows knows yeah. that stuff is going wrong and he like pretends that it's everything's all right, but like for the sake of his older people, uh, his, old, his guardians feeling okay. It's so, like Craig is pulling a very similar move here. So it just continues the whole like main, char- main character boy being being very nice. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not sure if this is something that happens in real life. Where uh, I, I guess to an extent, where like you pretend, like you know that something's going on wrong, and you like try to play it off, like no, no, everything's fine, sort of thing. So, I'm not just there specifically. The parallels stood out between Craig and Stephen, considering the connection between these two shows. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's okay. a good point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I enjoyed that ending too. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a little harsh on Dinner Three. I think it's a good and good overall. Good moments, beginning and ending. Some some fun individual things in there as well. Let's talk. Yeah, just, that's, just... that's the thing. Beginning Wait. and ending is fine, but like the middle, I feel like it does drag after a bit. Yeah. That's that's. I that's just want to say one thing. If there is a designated night that is pizza night, like I understand where Craig and Jessica are coming from and their <laughs> horror at a yeah. fancy, ridiculous new food they've probably never tried before being thrust upon them by their older sibling who just wants to be cool. I would be upset too. Pizza's great, especially yeah. if you're a kid. I agree. I agree. War- their reaction was warranted. Oh, yes. uh, yeah. Also, in the little pieces of information, did we know that the name of the town they were in is Herkelton? Yes, but it's not said. It's not said very often, but they've said it maybe once before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Orgus name. Herkelton, Maryland. Yes. Um, okay. Jessica's Trail. I really like this episode. I like all the mythology we dive into. It is the sequel to Under the Overpass. Um, I think it's it's pretty intriguing, um, everything we get into. And also, even before that, the moments with Jessica, I think, are very fun. Um, were you guys uh, less high on this, as high, Michelle? Honestly, I really liked the moments at the salon a lot. They felt very down-to-earth and... <laughs> Now, I like seeing the mom interact with other people. Like, you get that sense of community and this sort of ritual that she does on her own. And, yeah, I mean, I was honestly really creeped out by the honeysuckle-esque boys <laughs> before they got nasty. I was kind of like, why are they so uncomfortable to watch? And maybe it was their outfits, but I was yes, getting yes, a weird vibe from them all the time. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, not into the honeysuckle rangers okay alex uh jessica's trail thoughts uh yeah i also have in my notes honeysuckle rangers question mark question mark question mark so like that was my reaction <laughs> yeah, when they showed up so uh but o- overall uh, i i think that the main part that i like is the jessica craig relationship like uh, craig taking after jessica craig being happy when he finds jessica Craig explaining to Jessica that this isn't a game anymore. So like those little moments stood out to me. And also the idea of there being a story behind like uh, uh, this other side of the creek, maybe wanting to invade like that idea is interesting enough. Although obviously like this is the introduction. So we don't really get much explanation beyond what the green poncho kid tells us. But I I do like that we're, we're extending like some kind of story or some kind of like far off, Antagonistic thing to throw into the wrench and uh, throw into the 
into the story in the future. So I, I, I like that part of it as well. That the actual story of like meeting the honeysuckle ranger and stuff, like whatever. But uh, the, the, there are other bits and pieces of this episode that did stand out. Okay. Yeah, I think in in general, I'm not as into the uh, mythology building stuff that they're do the, the as as some people some like people really love under the overpass on. Um, uh, I think it's more successful for me in this episode because we integrate it better with the uh, with the salon moments and this Craig and Jessica relationship and uh, stuff like that. I think it's 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 better when it's like uh, a, a part of the sh- it as a an element uh, integrated with the parts of the show that are more successful in general. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna build uh, the plot being more of a thing here. Um, but at the very least, it's it's really intriguing what we're we're getting into with the green poncho and uh, the other side of the creek. Um, Raj and Sean, the honeysuckle rangers. By the way, this is who I was referring to with the third gay couple. They are they're dating. They're boyfriends. I can <laughs> tell. I'm confirming. You can tell. I can tell. Okay, is that what you're saying. Yes, okay. That's what I'm <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, I, they, they I, have I matching them. flower what? outfits. Yes. So like... Why do you guys? There's there's pine cones though. One of them is kind of dangerous. Sean is Sean is is mean, but Raj is a sweetheart. Okay, I'm going to defend Raj. Sweetheart, he needs to hold his his boo back though. Is what I'm saying. He's the he just likes the bad boy. He just needs to tame him a little bit more. Yeah, Um, he's uh, (laughs) they're 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 great though. Uh, Sean is also very funny in parts in several parts though. Uh, I think I really like these uh, as in character introductions here. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're a big, uh, big part. And then the green poncho comes back. Well, that's his name. Um, he, we learned that he is not from the, uh, the, the overpass side. He is from their side of the Creek and he is the guardian, um, protecting them from the mill side. Um, the, beware the mark of the mill. They say the one with like that wheel, so the tattoo type thing that we see on them. Um, so, uh, that's, that's kind of our big, uh, mythology exposition. He's guarding them from the other side and Raj and Sean say they want to show them, show the map to their friends. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they, 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 they said them like, he would love to see this. And yeah. like, yeah, so it, that person's in charge of something is what that yeah. means. So at first you think it's, it's the green poncho. That's the only person we know, but no, the green poncho is on our side. Um, they, there's a big bad, I feel like that Raj and Sean are referring to. That's our villain of the show who, uh, yeah, yeah who, essentially. Yeah, so uh, that's intriguing. If they also said like it would make up for the thing at the banquet, so it seems like they've been kind of exiled, and they mm-hmm. thought that this exactly. was their, their way redemption. back in. Yeah, feel feel very mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Everything that's happening like their banquet and uh, yeah, get back into the good graces of the king. And um, yeah, it's uh, a lot. I've, I've some people making a connection to Helen here. Um, our, our 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 co-host Steve uh, talked about that, and then also no. someone on the on the, the subreddit. Wait, someone in the subreddit too says Archer Kid and and Helen. Same person, like no, but people at the very least, people uh, like it's the, neither of those things is true. But at the very least, uh, the Helen be, is invoked in the mysteriousness. Like maybe she's uh, maybe she's from this side of the creek. I don't know. We could we could do something with that. But um, people people like the uh, the mysterious elements of the show. Basically, I feel like is what that boils down to. And they're they're in, in, into the theorizing with with what's going to be happening. Yeah. Any any theories on who they're the the big bad friend of uh, Raj and Sean is? I mean, the the I mean, best thoughts is that it's the kids. Yeah, my, the best thoughts is that it's just someone we haven't met yet. Like that's the easy yeah. way out. Uh, what 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 if it's uh, what if it's secretly the um the to- the Jason kid? What what if he's behind Jason the sofa? Jason wishes no, he's he too, would he's sack too stupid. that organized. <laughs> yeah. 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 Jason doesn't have that kind of power control. I think it would be really fun if Kit was uh, a double how, agent. How, how dare you? <laughs> How, how dare you try to sully her reputation so much like that? For her. 
It's not selling if it's a brilliant scheme. The thing but is, then she's, again, she's with them in the first episode to collect the honeysuckle. So she's like, does it's an excuse to monitor them to make sure they don't see too much. But really, she's pretending to be a boy who's in charge of the other side. <laughs> that's my that's my theory. Awesome. Because Kit's the only one that's like cape smart enough to pull, to pull something like like if if it's someone we know, it has to be someone smarter. There's not a lot of options, so that's uh that's it's someone prominent. You know, everyone's really just a one episode. Anyway, uh, it's probably it's probably a new character. The the, the sewer queen is able to go underground, so maybe mm, she's sewer, able she's to smart like, too. Cross yeah. through. She's happy with her domain, though. I don't think she has any plans for expansion. Yeah, to be the, the sewer queen. Alex, are you were you satisfied with our second sewer queen episode? Because she's here for a second. <laughs> it doesn't count. If it's a flashback. Of <laughs> yeah, it was just a flashback. Were you insulted? You're like looking forward to the next sewer queen episode, and then this is the, what we get. This flashback. <laughs> Look, I, I, I have faith that she will show up again and be amazing in whatever they decide to do. But yeah, uh, uh, well, I will say about that sequence, it, it, from the very beginning, you're setting it up as this is like your, quote, important episode. It's like, oh, remember all these fun adventures we've had? <laughs> so that felt a little like on the nose, like just like, flashing back to like all the characters you know and love. <laughs> Yeah, that was a weird sequence. It's the first time we've ever had like a recap within the show. I think the, I guess the purpose of it is to show the poncho, the green poncho again. Like we, we see a few other flashbacks, but it's to remind us that he exists because we're about to meet him. Um, it's like a previously uncontained within the show. I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe it was for a different reason, but it seemed weird to just have these random flashbacks unless it's like, this is how the show has to handle, uh, continuity while it's still being, um, just, very episode specific uh in that we're actually referencing something specifically from before so we have to like flash back to it in the episode uh, maybe they just thought it like enhanced the plot i don't know um it was that was very very strange sequence i don't think it was like that bad i don't think it was like bad it, it wasn't was just, bad but like it yeah. stood out it's like wait what's going on here <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's it, it yeah it's it it makes the episode not feel super cohesive. I guess you know you can't. It's not like telling cohesive narrative like oh remember when this happened. Um, but if it, obviously from our perspective, it's unneeded. Maybe that we think it's like uh, in place of a previously on. That's what I don't know. I don't know. It was interesting. Um, rest of the episode, we're uh, as reference Craig's mom bringing them to the salon. Uh, him and Jessica. Um, I like the uh, salon uh, person talking about the her daughter with uh, internet videos and avocado smoothies. Um, she needs one million. She has one million subscribers, and um, I have thirty-two clients. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, Jessica was talking about how like she, she was gonna lose her license yeah. and she'd have to go back to business school. So is this? Uh, I was a little confused. Like, is this the mom doing the lady a favor by going all the way to the salon and like giving her business so she doesn't have to? Like, yeah, they, she, she talked about why they were going so far in the beginning, but it was very fast. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, like that part. I think they were trying to explain it with Jessica's dialogue, but I didn't get it. <laughs> it was a, it's a story yeah, that uh, you know, we had to pick up on in small pieces. But I also like the weird, ref- like the reference, like weird kids YouTube <laughs> with the the making this. I don't know. I feel like that's what that was. Um, with the rocket ride, Jessica, and then she's pretending to be uh, on an alien planet. I love that with uh, Jessica um, pretending to be in this uh, sci-fi show. This th- and then uh, there, she's like doing that too when they find her. And the uh, Craig's reunion with Jessica, I think, is really touching. Um, there, Craig's like really happy, yeah, and crying, he's and hugging scolding her. her, but then smooching her at the same time. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very sweet. Yeah, yeah. So Jessica's great in this episode. Jessica and Craig the, together, great and. Um, 
uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then I guess the ending is just uh, the corner of the map. Uh, Rajan Chan had took that. So, I've no, I've no, those kids, those boys, the honeysuckle boys were so excited. But the part they ripped off was literally like the tunnel underpass, which is the part that they probably already know about versus everything else. So why are they so excited about that part? Okay, we got to practice. I, I, thought, I thought I thought they ripped up the uh, sewer. Found. I thought that it was the sewer queen domain that they. No, got. I thought it was the underpass. Oh wait, similar. maybe. It- was the sewer queen maybe you're right okay maybe all right that makes more sense then. yeah because because at the beginning <laughs> of the episode they show that the overpass is like a piece of the map that craig added in yeah, the middle true. so so the okay. corner had the yeah. one that already existed before then if it is the sewer queen i feel like that's uh maybe a, a hook for the next episode in this plot line where they uh oh, oh, and sean go visit the sewers look. and something yeah. to investigate that could be fun uh, another weird lore piece that they encounter like an abandoned uh, castle sort of looking thing with it surrounded by yes. flowers. It's like this is the home of the Knights of Wisteria who are now in high school. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I was wondering if, if that was going to be important or if that was a jo- if that was another like elders of the Creek type joke. Like maybe they have their own elders that live there or something. Yeah. yeah well, that's maybe that's for the mill was, right? Maybe that was the burned down mill building from long ago. Also possible, yeah, or like high schoolers occupied that building for a time before they just like moved on. Yeah, we'll see. Um, okay, any f- other final thoughts on Jessica's trail here? Anything else? Uh, Green Poncho is still cool. Like, you yeah. know, he like shows like yeah, up. Yeah, he's so mysterious. Him. Yeah, he's mysterious. Think like, he gets to talk calling. more. What? No. Oh, he's gone. His disappearance <laughs> mysteriously is very, very true to him. Very kid from thirty thirty type disappearance. Um, at the end, um, but yeah. yeah, he's he's uh, and we, since we know he's on uh, their Craig's side of the creek, he could show up at some point too, um, and just random mm-hmm. another random episode, and they'll be like, oh, we know this guy. He's he's <laughs> he's cool. Um, he's, yeah, he's guarding the other side. Why don't they just ask him what's what he's guarding it from? They have to find him again and just ask him that. Well, he's um, guarding him from invaders who want to destroy playtime. That's obviously a good exactly. enough explanation for Craig. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Which I guess that's also the... implies that there were issues with people crossing through in the past, and that's why it needs to be protected at all. Um, so, are we discriminating against kids from the other side of the creek? Is that what's going on here? Yeah, why are they bad? Yeah, but, I need to, we need to know. Well, that one kid was aggressive. That's all we know. But there are aggressive kids the on Craig's side too. Yeah, it's like Jason's. Why Jason doesn't represent all of them? Yeah. <laughs> Just give him trade. Jason, yeah. Okay, trade. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll take Raj. They can have Jason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll let that trade. Okay, uh, Michelle, final thoughts on these four episodes. Oh, very good. I'm very excited to see what comes next. And I do like that while we're not super concerned with plot, we're getting just enough to keep me interested in the world building and the history of the creek in relation to other areas we haven't seen yet. So I think I think it's a really good balance. But I'm very happy most of these are grounded in, like, real-life relatable things that are, you know, hyperbolized based on kid perspectives. Like, I think that's the core of what the show is, and it works really, really well. Good good job. Thumbs up. Good job. Thumbs up. Yes. Alex, final thoughts? 
uh, talking these through it, I think uh, I've, I've realized like just how how much of sincere representation of family relationships there are in this show. Like we we talked a little bit about uh, about JP and his and his sister. We talked about Kelsey and her her dad, and to to a lesser extent, like Bernard and Alexis too are like a, a relationship that's growing and like is actually going through like a conflict for once and uh, and like uh, Bernard dealing with insecurities. So like just uh, I, I love that Craig. Like, continues to like uh, treat those things with with sincerity and like even stuff when it gets played up like um, like uh, Kelsey's dad like following along with the night stuff but it doesn't feel like uh, 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 making fun of Kelsey's thing or anything but like he earnestly is doing it like just to make her feel happy sort of thing so I, I I just like how all of the family relationships in this show are portrayed, and it it makes you feel good in a world where like sometimes family doesn't work out in real life, but like you you get you get a good sensation from seeing it work out in in media. Nice, yeah, that's a great point. Then that's a good yeah. undercurrent through all all these these four episodes here. Yeah, love love these four. Looking forward to more. Craig uh, continues to be such a great show. Um, we'll see when it comes back. Will we get December episodes? Who knows? We won't find out until very close to when they'll air, probably. <laughs> and, uh, probably. Probably, yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, let us know what you thought of these four. Uh, OverlyAnimated.com, YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated, or on our Discord, or we have a Craig channel, OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. Um, and uh, you can also support us via Patreon, Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thank you to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Sarah, a.k.a. Sarah Nett and uh, big Craig Vim Sarah has been on the podcast and thanks wise to our patrons executive producers John Ryan Steve Alex and Hugh um, check out other stuff at OverlyAnimated.com recently including um, Miraculous Ladybug coverage DuckTales coverage Castlevania very similar show to Craig and uh, Ruby coverage <laughs> as well so find all that at OverlyAnimated.com um, yep so we'll be back whenever Craig's back thanks for listening guys we will see you next time bye adios bye bye